Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm Sienna Jekyll. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th Anniversary Edition. This podcast is a safe newsroom for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, we're watching All the President's Men. Nothing's riding on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. Number 77 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this scandalous old film. Yes. I'm embarrassed about my prediction. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm so my embarrassed. My favorite thing, an embarrassment prediction. Oh, let's just get it over yes. with. Yes. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this does feel like a sorry Hi, Liana, Dad film. This is Sienna. I'm about to watch All the President's Hello. Men, a film based on a book, I believe, <laughs> that I did not mm-hmm. fully read in mm-hmm. high school. Uh, it's going to be about splitting Ooh, the vote. Okay. Mm-mm. If I'm thinking of the right thing, I was informed, unfortunately, I'm while not. mentioning this movie, uh, that <laughs> it might wrong thing. contain some actors who I enjoy watching the acting of, including yes. Robert Redford, a good man, and Dustin Hoffman, a yeah. bad man. Okay, well, sounds like it's going to have a whole lot of boys yeah. in it and also be about politics. True. Good thing there's some yes. good actors, but not yes. feeling hopeful about how entertaining this one's going to be. But I hope that it will surprise mm-hmm. me. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. All right. I didn't. I didn't reveal how much I really thought I knew exactly what this was going to be. Mm. I thought I was thinking of all the King's Men, and I was like so sure. I was like, yes, I've heard of this very political movie. Mm. But um. I was embarrassed when I found out it was this other extremely famous film. 
<laughs> that I've definitely heard about a lot of yeah. times, like way more. Kind of weirdly a time in America where it actually did not split the vote sort of at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they well, ended up sort of a lot of people had the same opinion about it at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Sienna, people were pretty like it was a bit unanimous by the end of it. Sienna, here's my prediction for all the president's Hi, men. Hi, Sienna. Okay. It's Liana. I'm about to watch all the president's men. FYI, I have given up on trying to post that fucking reel that I've spent an hour making because Instagram oh, will be no. my downfall. <laughs> I haven't seen this movie before. I'm about so that. sorry. I hope it's not from the 70s. Maybe it's from the 40s and Jimmy Stewart is doing a reprise <laughs> of being the best. I feel like that would be best case scenario. <laughs> I predict uh, fucking you men <laughs> talking around a table. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Can't wait to watch that happen. Love yeah. you. Bye. Well, you know, it's been a hard couple of months. <laughs> I think my predictions, just for the listener, I think they're going to become more chipper in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, I. It's always interesting the ones that I actually feel stupid for not knowing, because the whole point mm. of this movie is a safe space for not knowing about movies. Of course. However, the whole point of the podcast I'm like, is- oh, it's the Watergate movie. Mm. Ah, uh. <laughs> of it course, is the Watergate movie. It is. It's the, the Watergate movie. Watergate movie. Sorry, we know now mm-hmm. because we watched it. I mean, we sure did. And boy, was it the seventies, Liana. I know. Every time I say, I really hope it's not the seventies. It, it is the seventies. <laughs> you should stop saying it. I know. <laughs> I'm like reverse manifesting it. I actually have a lot I want to say. Okay, but first, I should give the synopsis. Yes. All the President's Men. Two young Washington Post reporters, played by Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman with long hair, work arduously to uncover the Watergate scandal of 1972. Some other notable parts of this, uh, a garage freak, as they call him, nicknamed (laughs) Deep Throat, gives little unhelpful hints to Robert Redford throughout. And the rest of the movie is nobody in Washington, D.C. wanting to talk to them. The end! Yay! There's a lot of political jargon. Mm. That's really, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, good. Okay, perfect. This is great, because my historical context is simply a timeline of the Watergate scandal. Perfect. And I didn't want us to step on each other's toes. Hey. we beautifully... Have not. One thing you can count on me to do is not recount history <laughs> in the prediction. Or in, I was in a little, I was synopsis. like, what else is there for her to talk about? It's all that happened in the movie. Why would I say it when you can? Perfect. Liana, do you Hello. have any historical context about this Watergate movie? Yes! Oh I my gosh. Not a crook. crook. And welcome to the historical context for all the president's men. The 1976 film based off the 1974 book by Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward. (gasps) The book was by them, too? Uh Uh-huh. They sat down. They wrote a book that recounts all of the facts of the investigation. And I checked it out from the library this afternoon. No way. I'm going to read it on the plane tomorrow. I love that. And I'm so excited for this historical context. I'm so excited. (laughs) Ah! All right. And now... A timeline of the Watergate scandal, yes. which lasted kind of from 1972 to kind of 1974. But beginning in January of 1969, hey, with Richard Nixon's inauguration on January 20th of 1969, he is inaugurated as the 37th president of the United States of America. 
By February of 1971, Richard Nixon orders an installation of a secret taping system to record all of the conversations that happen in the Oval Office, the Executive Office Building office, Camp David, and select telephones in all of those locations. Bruh. Seems illegal. (laughs) But I guess he was the president, so they said, okay. He came out swinging. That was February 1971. On June 13th of 1971, the New York Times begins publishing the Pentagon Papers, which we talked about in one of our episodes that talked about the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. This is a very sort of scandalous time, sowing dislike of the government, what they were up to, etc. On September 9th of 1971, quote unquote, the plumbers broke into a psychiatrist's office in an attempt to smear the defense analyst who had leaked the Pentagon Papers. One of those oh. plumbers, these were like former FBI operatives, was Gordon Liddy, who is a key player in the Watergate scandal. In January of 1972, Gordon Liddy was transferred to CREEP, the Committee to Reelect the President, the worst <laughs> acronym <laughs> in human history. They use it so much in this movie. I could not believe Liddy is transferred to CREEP, where the Attorney General, John Mitchell, gives Liddy approval of vast absolutely illegal plans to do espionage against the Democratic Party. Wow. That was, again, January 1972. On May 28th of 1972, Liddy's team breaks into the DNC headquarters at Watergate for the first time, bugging phones of staffers in the de- working in the Democratic Party. And then on June 17th, 1972, five men are arrested <laughs> trying to bug the DNC headquarters in the Watergate office building and days later, the White House denies involvement. That is where the movie starts. The movie starts with the Watergate arrest. It starts. It, it just starts. It, you know, <laughs> one thing about this movie is that it starts. <laughs> it sure starts. It really just throws you right in there. <laughs> On August 1st of 1972, the Washington Post reports a $25,000 check was deposited in the bank account of one of those burglars. On October 10th, 1972, the Washington Post reports that the FBI concluded the break-in was part of a broader spying effort. Two weeks after that, the Post reports that former Attorney General John Mitchell controlled a secret fund. The secret fund that was funneling some of this money. On January 8th of 1973, the trial for the Watergate break-in begins. On January 30th of 1973, Gordon Liddy and James McCord are convicted for their roles in spearheading the break-in. On April 30th of 1973, senior White House aides Haldeman and Ehrlichman resign over Watergate. The attorney, the now Attorney General Richard Kleindienst also resigns. And the White House counsel, John Dean, is fired. <laughs> on May 17th, 1973, the Senate Watergate Committee begins public hearings on the scandal. Senator Howard Baker, a Republican from Tennessee, asks a now very famous question, quote, what did the president know and when did he know it? End quote. On July 23rd, 1973, Richard Nixon refuses to give the investigators recordings of calls and conversations that were taken in his office by those tapes that he had installed in February of 1971, Mm. now known as the Nixon Tapes. On October 10th of 1973, Vice President Spiro Agnew resigns for completely unrelated reasons, which were bribery and income tax evasion. (laughs) That's how fucking corrupt this particular government was. Oh he was off doing his own crimes the whole time. And he was like, uh, I actually have to me. go. <laughs> Sorry. 
That was October 10th, 1973. Ten days later, October 20th, 1973, what is now known as the Saturday Night Massacre happens. Attorney General Richardson, Deputy Attorney General William Ruckelshaus, both resign after refusing to follow Nixon's order to fire the head special prosecutor, Cox, who was running the investigation against Nixon. The Solicitor General, whose name is Robert Bork, (laughs) now acting as the Attorney General, ends up firing Cox and a new special prosecutor is put in place. On November 17th, 1973, Nixon's famous denial speech happens in which he says, I'm not a crook. (laughs) On May 9th of 1974, the House Judiciary Committee starts impeachment proceedings against Nixon. On July 24th, 1974, over two years after those five arrests were made at the Watergate complex, the Supreme Court, in a unanimous ruling, orders Richard Nixon to release the tape recordings. The tapes prove that Nixon tried to prevent the FBI from investigating after the break-in. So that is sort of what was the like tape that got him caught eventually in mm. the end. It's not that he planned the Watergate break-in. It's that he knew that it had happened, that the White House had had a role in it. Uh, that he was like, let's stop the FBI from investigating more on this. Uh, and here's how we should do it. By claiming it's an issue of national security when it actually wasn't. From July 27th to 30th of 1974, the House Judiciary Committee passes three articles of impeachment against Richard Nixon. Those are obstruction of justice, misuse of power, and contempt of Congress. And on August 8th, 1974, Richard Nixon resigns, effective noon the next day, at which point Gerald Ford becomes the 38th president of the United States of America. (laughs) Wow. What a fucking mess. I mean, talk about a flop. I <laughs> love it. They flopped for years. <laughs> they yeah. kept doing crimes. They just kept doing them. And Richard Nixon just had to, like, oh fly away God. in a helicopter. These freaking Republicans. And then Ford pardoned him a month later. Which is like, of course he did. And that is the end of the historical context for all the president's men. Yeah. The Watergate movie. <laughs> Thank you, Liana. Yes. Well, shall we move on to our phone notes? Yes, of course. So that we can start talking about this everything. Welcome, everybody, to phone notes in which we discuss the notes that we took on each other's, nope, on our own phones while watching the film. <laughs> oh, Sienna, you said, I'm really excited. When I realized this was the Watergate movie, uh huh, I've heard about this movie. Oh, really? Oh my gosh, this is the movie with Deep Throat. Oh, in the parking lot. Oh, and it's been wow. So you knew stuff about this movie? Definitely, oh. it's been spoofed, and I guess my dad talks about it. Wow, maybe. Okay. Um, uh, and yes, I've seen it spoofed in a ton of stuff. Oh, and I did not know it was Robert Redford mm. and Dustin Hoffman, mm. mm-hmm. who unfortunately. We're both looking very good to me in this film. And I'm only going to say it once. Oh, my God. And I would like to acknowledge right away because I feel like the last few episodes have been horny enough. Dustin Hoffman was looking good to you in this? (laughs) Yeah. With that haircut? That haircut was framing his face in a way that I didn't say no to. I thought it was possibly the worst he's looked, including his diseased dead self on the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Redford, on the other hand. Hello. Killing it. That's the handsome boy. There was some butt in this movie that was uh, to the screen. And I said, (laughs) thank you. 
I feel like I just want to acknowledge right up top. Okay. Our last few episodes have been like extra horny. Mm -hmm. Like we keep finding things and I just, I want to acknowledge it before the listeners do. (laughs) I don't know what we're going through or if it's just the point of the, on the list where these movies were famous because everybody looked hot and we're Mm -hmm. finally getting to reap those rewards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what we're going through is we're horny. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm mad about it. Yeah. I liked watching this movie. Yeah. Liana, did you like it? Would you look at maybe my phone notes, perhaps? <gasps> you said, I am prepared to possibly enjoy this film. Sienna, I loved this movie. Yes! <laughs> yeah! It was just fun to have a movie about a historical event that's like, I want to tell it. It was so good. I am a real slut for this genre of news reporters uncovering a story. I am too. It's good. It's good. That's a good movie. I'm taking an ad break. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I enjoyed it so much. I'm so happy. So much. Robert Redford, hot as hell. So hot. I know I said he was too handsome in Butch Cassidy. What I realized was that the mustache was really putting me off. Okay. Once that was gone. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) It's also probably really hot because they're just like two guys being good at their jobs. So good at their jobs. It was really fun. Oh, to watch men be competent is something that we just don't get to see. (laughs) And it's wonderful. I wish it happened in real life. (laughs) Oh, in fantasy. that way, it was a work. It was a piece of fantasy. Is there anything? What you? I felt the same way. You said Watergate is so embarrassing. LMAO. I wrote so many times in my notes. It would be so embarrassing to be these five guys. <laughs> that scene was unbelievably embarrassing. Like, especially it starts out with like. They caught these guys with flashlights. <laughs> and everyone's like, what are you doing in there? And they're like, oh. Hey. <laughs> it was so hard to watch because they didn't have any plan for if they got caught. I know. They just went and crouched 
behind a chair in a hotel room. There were so many windows. Oh my God. Hotels, you famously <laughs> can look through all the windows. We know this from Forrest Gump. <laughs> just was, last week. I was thinking about Forrest Gump because I'm like, okay, yeah. we already know that Forrest Gump was the guy who figured this out. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about Forrest Gump and then this happened. I loved these boys being a team. Me too. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it a lot. The Dustin Hoffman part was hard because as we've learned from previous episodes. Piece of crap. He's a bit of a piece of crap. He also. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I like when you say that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He, in every movie we've seen also, it's so funny. These like, Predators just like love to be predators as publicly as possible. Because uh-huh. in all the movies we've seen him in, he like has a moment where he's like really weird to somebody. Yep. Like he'll like grab them in a way or yep. like say something to them in a weird flirty way. And you're like, that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. In and my that's notes, just... I sort of kept describing him as like a fucking rat in the background was sort of the words oh, yeah. that I kept using or like a weasel or like a piece of the trash. Sort no, of totally. Sentient. <laughs> For me, it was confusing because I did find him physically attractive that's in this film. crazy to me. And I hated it and I was mad. Was and it? I didn't highlight any of those, but I did write them down. Thank you. Thank you for both documenting and preserving me from seeing it. You're welcome. Did you fancy him in other movies on this list? No, because usually you can see his weird fucked up little ears. <laughs> you said, I'm confused and I don't want to be. Same. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of how I felt for a lot of it, I will say. Yeah. I had to pause it a lot. <laughs> I did find myself rewinding every now and then. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Which committee was this? Who is this guy named John? They're also, I'm going to actually one time I wrote down just a sentence that they said. And I did, once I wrote it down, I understood all of it. Ooh. But like they were leaning in. This was later. Um, Somebody said, or Robert Redford says, the creep slush fund that financed the rat fucking. And you're like, okay. In my notes, I wrote creep slush fund rat fucking. Really? Because my brain was like, I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> what did I just hear? It sounds like some sort of cheat code. It sounds like Sims. a Mad Lib. It does yeah. not sound like a sentence. It sounds like an AI kind of wrote it. Yeah. Somebody was like, oh, let's just feed like DC politics lingo into yeah. an AI. And it would spit out creep slush fund rat fucking. And we're like... We get it. This is Washington, D.C. You yeah. all have to say those things. I watched Veep. I've yeah. heard some words before, but, but damn. There was quite a bit of that, mm-hmm. and they just throw you in, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I also wonder, because this came out in 1976, which is only two years after they had published the book, so it was very yeah. front of the mind we for were, the national consciousness. We were thinking about that, about like, what are things now that they would make something... I was thinking about that. I mean, we'll just do this now. Like, watching it in in a post-Trump world, mm-hmm. it's so, like, mm-hmm. unbelievably tame in comparison. And watching all the news clips of actual, like, White House staff being like, no, it's, like, not true, or, like, that's not accurate, whatever. Watching all that today, it was like, oh, this would just be people lying, like, through their teeth. Yeah. In the Trump administration. Right. And we know that. And people would just be like, yep, that's a lie, but nothing's going to happen because yeah. of it. But the other thing I was thinking, so that's a good, if yeah. they were to make like a, a, a the Watergate film about like Trump's impeachment, <laughs> one of the two, uh-huh. then like, 
I just, there's no good resolution that came of it. Like at least Nixon resigned. Yes. Nothing really got great, but that at least happened. Like there was some accountability with Trump. It just. And there was genuine shock about the corruption. Mm -hmm. People, the movie started with it being like, oh, people are pretty cool with Nixon. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And it felt like they, I don't know how people really felt. I think it sort of like cracked something open and that was never quite repaired. But at the same time, it didn't like smash all hope of a possible democracy in America right. <laughs> in the way that we've kind of yeah seen happen in the past uh, several years. I, I really want to talk about Deep Throat. He was really pissing me off. <laughs> he was way more unhelpful than I expected. I, I, it, it, he felt <laughs> fictional because he just kept, he was like a sphinx speaking in riddles. <laughs> And I was like, spit it out. I couldn't tell how much of that was for dramatic effect. Yeah. So that at the end, he finally was like, it was Halderman. Fine, I'll tell you. Because <laughs> the whole film, he's like, I'm not going to say anything. Robert Redford is like, please tell me something. And he's like, no. <laughs> he stands sort of in the mist. He's like almost completely, toll. almost completely in the dark. Not at all enough. For you no can, reason, you too. See a lot of his well, face. Well, it's also like, this guy's just an actor. We're not all going to wa- see him and be like, oh my gosh, of course, that's the guy from the FBI. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved every moment of it. The lighting, the cigarette in the dark. Yeah. I actually enjoyed that. <laughs> Pretty cool. I was like, okay. All right. Pretty cool. I'll let you have that one, you little you, you film boys. But then, yeah, I mean, everything he had to say was useless. You, you kind of, it was, I was thinking about his life. Cause I'm like, you really just come here for the rush of being able to tell Robert Redford that you have, you were going to offer him nothing, even though, you know, you're like, yeah, yeah I know all the answers, but you're going to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. Until the very end when Robert Redford raises his voice for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And he immediately says, tells him everything. Yep. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Did you see Robert Redford when he was in a robe? When he was wearing his weird chain? I didn't see I was that mostly part. looking at the chain. His hair was wet. He yeah. was in a robe. Yeah. I sort of... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to stalled. describe it. I what? Stalled? I stalled. <laughs> like, a, like a vehicle. Uh, I said, oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. What a man. What a man. What, what a man. What a mighty good man. I yeah. hope he's like nice in real life. I, I didn't I think Google he, him at all. I think he really is. He seems like it. Yeah. On screen. Like Dustin Hoffman, you kind of get rat you energy yeah. from him. Even in every I mean, he, he played plays. a guy named Rizzo in a movie. He did? Yeah. In Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and in this one, too, he was, like, hitting on that woman immediately yeah. who looked like she was 23 years old. Oh, my. And then dragging a different like woman by the elbow throughout the yeah. entire office. You can tell. But Redford, just the way that he existed. Respectful. He existed very respectfully. He, at the time, was like, let's not push the woman. She doesn't want to do something. I love him. <laughs> you. I also heard this. He said, wait, his neighbor's wife has been kidnapped? That felt like a lie. <laughs> The guy was like, I'm sorry, I've been through a lot. My neighbor's wife was just kidnapped. And Which I was like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> a sounds like a lie. How is that a side story? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. And they all, that, I wondered if that was true because mm-hmm. like from, it's gotta be. Because why would the, they like, say it? It's the same energy as Vice President Spiro Agnew re- resigning for completely separate crimes. 
It's like, what? Wait, what? Sorry, a lot is going on here. How did you have time this, to do that? In this city. Whoa. It does also feel like, too, I mean, not to trigger you as a manager mm. of something, but <laughs> her face just turns off when I say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you're in positions where people are answer to you or, like, mm. y- you manage their schedules or whatever, and... Mm-hmm. um the like excuses that people get where it's like I actually don't care you can just say like we're all adults you can just say I'm not gonna be there yeah but the like I'm so sorry I'm not gonna make it in time my neighbor's wife was kidnapped <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't need to know that that's, that's actually too much information for me just tell me if you're gonna help me out or not please and you can tell this man was stressed mm-hmm. and then he called back he was like hey sorry about that sorry about um, that uh, I panicked <laughs> we didn't get clarity though on if that wife was ever recovered no answers at all that is, Where is that wife? Where's the sequel? <laughs> it's all about that wife's experience. All the wife. <laughs> all the president's wife. All the wife wife. <laughs> Liana, you said, I just dad reacted to that red flag letter. Oh my gosh. The scene where Redford gets a note from, as it turns out, Deep Throat that's like, do not contact me. Yeah. If we need to talk, I will leave you a hint in the New York Times and I will meet you in a parking garage yeah. with a little cigarette. Leave a little a red flag in your pot outside. I made a noise and then realized I had done exactly what my dad does when he's watching something and is like impacted by it. Of like, oh, that how interesting! What, or what a what a what a moment of intrigue! What does it sound like? What does it sound Which like? He did when we saw like Shakespeare in the Park together once, yeah. and somebody would like really land a soliloquy, which is something happens and there's a little pause and you just go. Mm. And I did that on my couch. <laughs> and then I said, oh, my God. <laughs> and I kept there were a couple more moments in the movie where I did it. I completely get what you mean. They just would say these like epic national security lines. Mm. And you'd just be like, mm, 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 mm. this movie makes you want a dad react. And I did. And <laughs> then I checked out the book from the library. And it's soon to be on my bedside table. I've become a dad. It feels good. Yeah. Feels good. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. It did get thrilling a couple of moments. I really thought Redford was going to get pancaked by a truck when he was leaving that parking garage. Oh, when he ran out of there and then went, (gasps) I had to mute the film. I got so nervous. And then he just turned around and was hot again. And I was like, oh, okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I enjoyed the scenes (laughs) in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. I'd say so. I, I enjoyed those scenes. What From this POV, like thinking about it this way, you are holding on to the spiciest piece of gossip in American history. And you're not allowed to talk about it? You're gonna talk about it. To the hottest man who shows up at your door. Regardless of his occupation. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I would have been telling everybody. I have had to hold on to some company secrets in my yeah. time. And all you want to do is tell somebody about it. You're going to at least act really weird about it when it comes up. You're going to do some tactical <laughs> nodding. You're going <laughs> to... At the very least. Those guys are going to come to your door and you're going to be like, uh, I can't tell you if anything's going on. Mm-hmm. All I can say is, I don't know if we're all going to be here the same way we are now in a few weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything about a specific attorney general. I'm just going to say if something were to happen to perhaps a current one, that could be beautiful. Beautiful. 
<laughs> That's all I'll say. Oh. If you'll excuse us, we need to take a little break because I need to go advise a youngster in a garage. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Also, can you imagine being like an American hero and like speaking out against <laughs> what's wrong, but your pseudonym is Deep Throat for 31 years? Yeah. <laughs> you like <laughs> save the United States. Yeah. And they call you Butt Plug. <laughs> like you're the only one brave enough. <laughs> And you can't come out and say anything, A, because it could threaten your livelihood and yeah. your family and whatever, yeah. and B, because, well, when, once they set a nickname, they're not going to change it. We know that. We do know that. I do wish I had followed it a little bit more closely, <laughs> because sometimes I was so confused. Like what? Like what kind of... Oh. There was, when they were talking, they, okay, at some point they were like, okay, we know that, that it was five people in charge of, like, doling out the money. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> what money? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's incredibly funny because the one thing, like, the famous line from this movie is follow the money. Okay. <laughs> Which is said quite early, actually. Uh. <laughs> And then what they're doing the whole movie mm. is following the money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think intellectually, I... For sure. Big picture-wise understood that. Yeah. But at some point... <laughs> okay, between like... The, the actual 20, stating of that first... Between the $25,000 check that they figure out and yeah. they, they get... They go to Miami and they sort of figure that out and they get that it went to Dahlberg or whatever, Kenneth, whose neighbor's wife got <laughs> abducted. <laughs> yeah. I think at that point I sort of was like, whoa, what? <laughs> And I logged off a little bit about following the money because I was trying fair. to follow the wife. That's yeah, um, that was on them. But then between that and talking about like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to Sloan in his apartment or in his home with his pregnant wife, I didn't. I didn't follow the money. Yeah, <laughs> I 
didn't do it. I didn't. I didn't do it. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do, do it. it. <laughs> I was the naughty child from the Polar Express, and I did not follow the money. <laughs> there so- were some. I mean, come on. They were throwing things at us that were designed to distract you. My <laughs> wife's. My neighbor's wife was kidnapped. This guy's nickname is Deep Throat. Yeah. Robert Redford's butt. Yeah. I could not focus on yeah. just one thing. No, you weren't wrong. Mm. Liana, you said, unhand her. <laughs> when the woman comes in is like, don't you want to know who wrote the musky letter? And then Dustin Hoffman is just y- yanking her by yeah. the elbow through the entire office. Right. I on my couch was saying, unhand her. Yeah. I say, you there. You there. You remove Release her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the way that he was around women. No, no. He, do- he doesn't do it well. <laughs> That's why people were upset with him. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. 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 Liana, you wrote this down. I also noticed this. You said, I have a wife and a family and a dog and a cat. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Do you know the Hello, My Name is Joe song? I don't think so. Hello, my name is Joe. And I work at... The button factory. Oh, I sure. Got a wife, a dog, and a family. One day my boss came up to me. He said, Joe, are you busy? I said, no. He said, turn the button with your right hand. You do this in sort of a gymnasium in North Carolina at Thanksgiving. Is <laughs> the context that I learned it in. Sure. And it's just, you turn, then you turn the button with the left hand. Yeah. And then you eventually are turning it with like your whole body and your tongue. And it's very fun for the whole family. And that sentence, that line, I have a wife. What is it? I have a, f- a, a wife and a family. I have and a, a dog wife and a family and a, and a dog and a cat. It was the same energy as the hello, my name is Joe, turn the button song. But that was a panicking man in Washington, D.C. who'd gone to a different woman's apartment. And I was like, I don't care about the crimes I committed. You just cannot say that I was in somebody's apartment. Yes. Because I have a wife, a family, a dog, and a cat. My wife will leave me. She will take the family. And my dog will bark. And my cat will, will meow. meow. My cat will meow. And I don't want those I things. I can't have that. <laughs> I can't have that in my home. I need stasis. <laughs> I cannot have don't that. Don't blow this for me. <laughs> I can't have My a dog meowing and dog cat, and a barking cat. They are so well behaved right now. I'm going to lose it. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. I have a wife. <laughs> well, Liana, shall we move on to our next yeah. segment? Yes. This is, of course, Badges and Trages, where we give badges for journalistic integrity. Yes. And trages for the entire Nixon administration. Sure. Slay. Slay. I got a badge for Robert Redford. Oh, a lovely man. Ooh. Lovely man. <laughs> that is a lovely man. <laughs> I have a badge for these suits. I loved watching everybody in their outfits. Mainly Robert Redford was killing it in that suit. Yeah. And I can't say Dustin Hoffman wasn't killing it too. <laughs> Maybe you can't. <laughs> badge for the way the ink comes out of these pens. These pens had some robust inkwells in them it it was gliding across the paper was thick i loved it robust (laughs) inkwells robust it's not a bad name for like a bookstore yeah Mm. i have a badge for a quarter pounder with cheese at some point they take a break at mcdonald's yeah and that is what they will get and Mm -hmm. i said that is my order Mm. robert redford and i eat the same mcdonald's meal (laughs) 
Uh, I have a badge for this woman who does not care about Dustin Hoffman at all. The woman in the Miami office who's like, okay, well, maybe he can see you. Oh, it's been seven hours? Sorry. Maybe Mm. tomorrow. Sorry. Mm. Whatever. Uh, Badge for this lying lady at the library. Uh, She was just lying through her teeth. Oh, yeah. About every single part of her interaction with Dustin Hoffman, and it was freaking hilarious. You go, Mama. A badge for a bicycle in the workplace. There was a bicycle in the newspaper office. There was. Mm-hmm. Now that I think back on it, I remember the wheel, but I never questioned it once. Oh. I have a badge for these chairs in the offices. I thought you would like these chairs. Very nice. I also love that they color blocked it, that I it was like red like with the red and the yes. blue. With, I mostly like the blue chairs, but yeah. Those blue chairs were vibrant. Badge for this green dress. At one point, they're talking to a woman, and it's the woman who was like going with a guy. Yeah. And she's wearing this gorgeous little green outfit. Yeah. And I said, lovely. I have a badge for the woman who they keep coming to the door Uh of. I enjoyed her performances. Yeah. Badge for the line, you want to hear some real news? (laughs) I think it was their newspaper dad who said that to them. And I loved it. I was like, that's so funny to say in a newspaper office. There were some vibes in this movie that Mm. were that I enjoyed so much. Yeah. Badge for the phrase Woodward's garage freak. That's what the guy who ends up calling him deep throat. That's great. That's how he refers to him. And I'm like, Gosh. that is so well put. Yeah. Yes, King. That's exactly how you would describe him. Mm. Badge for watching words get typed with a typewriter. I, I loved it. I love seeing that on screen. Let me tell you something. Okay. For me. You want to hear some real news? <laughs> for me. Huh? On-screen reading. Uh, and just reading in general, mm-hmm. it's much easier to read when they just have... Oh, yeah. That's great. Badge for, I don't want a cookie. Did you see that moment? <laughs> Doesn't Hoffman tosses Robert Redford yeah. a cookie and he's like, I don't want a cookie. <laughs> Which he should want the cookie, but it was a very funny we random line. want the cookie. A badge for no violence. This was the first movie in a long time on this list where there was no violence. That is a great point. Yep. That is a great point. Oh, that is all my badges. <laughs> Badge for two people who work well together. Fun to watch. Yes. Badge for this counting to 10 scene, that phone call scene where he's like, I'm going to count to 10. Loved it. Just don't say anything, but stay on the line. God. Great. Really good control of tension in the film. And finally, a badge for I love this classical music slash typewriter scene where Redford comes in, turns the music up. They type to each other. Yes. I loved it. Yes. I loved it. As someone who spent a lot of college texting their friends in while lectures were going on. <laughs> I really related to that. Felt the same? Yeah. Hmm. Trages. Mm-hmm. Trage for Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Mm. That is tragic. Yeah. It's tragic. Yeah. Trage for too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I know. Hey, we love what you're doing here, but. Take it down a notch. Mm. Trage for, why are you looking at me like that? You're attractive. Like the first time a woman yeah. is in a scene. She also seemed about 16 years she old. She was so young. Yeah. Trage for, I mentioned this before, every lead they get. If you watch for it, that every lead just comes from them manipulating a woman a little bit. Mm. There's many reasons why that may be the case. But as a woman, <laughs> I think I was just triggered because I'm like, I would so feel stressed to also give information in mm. this situation because I'd yeah. want to be nice and helpful. Mm-hmm. A trage for, (laughs) I, Liana, am not getting enough spicy attention. (laughs) I think this was when I was looking at my own Instagram story again. (laughs) And I was like, somebody DM me. (laughs) Uh, My last trage is for, what the fuck was this ending? 
Girl. Girl. I hated it. I... And I will get to that. Okay. But that, yes. It was a real... Uh, it was psychotic. Uh, just put a real damper on everything. Oh, my gosh. It, so it ends with more of this typewriter typewriter typing. But so fast. So fast. You're excited. It, it's the results of everything, you know. I mean... I guess if you think about it, it ends up making... They're not going to, like, have somebody playing Nixon or whatever to actually see anything with the president at the end. But uh-huh. it was very anticlimactic. Oh, my gosh. After a very good film. I, as somebody who did not know the specifics of how Watergate then unfolded uh-huh. after all of this, it was too rushed. Yeah. I, I was a little bit unclear on, like, what they were typing up now that was going to make it all better. Because it was, it was right after the Halderman yeah. thing had come out and they were like, oh, we didn't have, like... A perfect verified source on that. Totally. Yeah. I know. I was I was confused about that part, how the thing came out, and you'd think that that would be the climax. Like, oh, the it comes out, and it th- set the world on fire. It mm-hmm. threw all the stuff. But it was kind of people fighting back mm-hmm. against it, which I'm sure, I know that's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. But then the movie ended. Yeah. And you went, hold on. I actually could have gone with, like, one more scene. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Trad for this foreground background camera technique that leaves the in-between always out of focus. I hate it. Hmm. I don't like to look at that. It makes my eyes feel bad. Hmm. Trage for teachers weren't getting paid enough in 71 and they aren't getting paid enough now. I don't remember why I wrote that down. (laughs) 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 And then my final trage is a trage for this absolutely psycho final montage. Psycho. Ah. Why, Why did it end? I was like, whoa, 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 I said, whoa, whoa, hello, oh. TV. I think you forgot a part. Hello. <laughs> Excuse me. There weren't even credits. It was one of those was crazy. Like deep throat, deep throat at the end of the movie. We were left with just tiny, fast <gasps> typing. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> like a, like a blue whale. He just unhinged yeah. his jaw. Hey, at least in the movie with a. And, and we'll all get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liana. Hey. Want to move on to our next yes. segment? Yes. Please. We have a little thing for you all, another segment that we like to call How to Pretend You've Seen This Film. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is for your... Um, you're writing an article? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're writing an article. You're trying to sit there doing your work, writing an article. Mm-hmm. And, of course... Carl. Carl. Mm-hmm rolls over in his in his chair and, and comes up right behind your shoulder and he goes hey mm-hmm. uh boy i love our work i love working here i yeah. love being a journalist yeah i was reading your notes over your shoulder and i actually have some notes of my own yeah. on how you could how you could retype that story i could improve that that angle boy don't you ever feel like we're woodward and bernstein the two of us, because we work so well together. And you're like, no, we don't. We, I don't we've never worked together. We, we never, do not collaborate. I do not talk. You talk to me. And uh, he says, oh, I wanted to get into this business ever since I saw a movie I really loved. Because movies are my true passion. <laughs> uh, there's this little old film called All the President's Men. Have you ever... Uh, and I'm going to tell you all about that thing. And in order to stop Carl from exposeing the plot of this film at you... We're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the film All the President's Men. Yes, Carl, I have seen All the President's Men. A lot of that film is lit very darkly. There's a lot of shadows and darkness. To me, that represents all the 
shady things that have gone on in the government in history. Carl, yes, I've seen all the president's men. It reminds me of what I said when somebody ate my tuna sandwich out of the fridge in the break room. They volunteered he was innocent, but no one asked if he was guilty. (laughs) I loved that part. Oh, God. There were so many lines in this that were excellent. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yes, Carl, I have seen the movie All the President's Men. And yes, I enjoyed it. You know why? Because it's another one of those newsroom thrillers. And I enjoy those. Get, get, get back. Stop typing on my typewriter. Get back. Get back. Oh, Carl. Um, yes, I've seen all the president's men. It reminded me so much of when I was trying to figure out where in the gym to be during the middle school snowball. And I said, fuck it. Let's stand by the boys. <laughs> these have all been very good. I loved these lines. <laughs> Yes, Carl, I have seen the movie All the President's Men. I learned a lot of terms like creep and rat fucking. (laughs) And you know what I think you are? A fucking creepy rat. Yeah. Get out of here. You get out of here. Go. Get out of here, Carl. USA. (laughs) USA. USA. (laughs) And now that you have impeached Carl, kicked him right out of your office. Mm. We can move on to our next segment, which is designed to save you precious time. Mm-hmm. It is, of course, should you watch this or mm. when we tell you if you should watch this movie or if you should uh, put your time and attention anywhere else. Mm. Liana, I... your eyes lit up. <gasps> what I you going to s- say? I just think, you know, you could watch it. <gasps> you have to know that Dustin Hoffman it has been... Since proven to be a monster, and that sucks. It sucks to watch men who have hurt people do things and succeed on screen. But this movie was very good. And Robert Redford's butt is very good. (laughs) And I really enjoyed this film. Yeah! Very much. Yes! Just don't be horny. Do watch the film. Do not be horny. I Uh, cannot recommend... uh, being I, in both states. I too was horny and I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, but you fancied Dustin Hoffman. We both sort of Yeah. We aired. <laughs> we mm, troubling. <laughs> troubling. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a curse in that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a very interesting telling of a very chaotic time a very in American history. Embarrassing historical Oh, event. so embarrassing. Sienna, what would you say? I feel very similarly. I also quite enjoyed the viewing of this movie. Like, yeah. I'm excited to watch it again someday. Yeah. Uh, and it was one of those, yes, fun explaining of both this historical event and the very famous journalism behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another one that I have not seen that okay. I want to watch okay. is the movie Dick, which is... <laughs> is that um, Christian Bale playing Dick Cheney? Um, no. no. Oh, none of that? <laughs> None of that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. <laughs> um, it's a movie that's, it's like about two teen girls. What? It's based on this movie. It's like, it's like a, a retelling of this movie, I think, but it's oh. like with two teenage girls okay. and maybe they play Deep Throat 
which sounds very <laughs> fuck. And people say it's really good. People love that movie. Okay. It's so it's called Dick. Nineteen ninety nine. Teenage girls play deep. Throat. Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> Michelle Williams, oh, so Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. Whoa! I want to see it someday. People love it, <laughs> but I've explained it in a way that sounds illegal. Horrible! <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. Don't you bring the Battle of the Somme into this? <laughs> um. Anyway, so I'm also going to try to watch the movie Dick at some point. I would love to watch Dick at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> well liana hey how would you rate this freaking movie oh my gosh you know what, what? i'm gonna give <laughs> you want to hear what? some real news i'm gonna give i love that line so much it i laughed so hard i will give this film 4.5 headlines okay out of five wow can't give it the full five due to uh, predators in um, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. But my God. Also the ending. You know. Thumbs down. The, I thought the ending was very chaotic, but I appreciated the like, what they were going for. Yeah, I get what they were doing. I thought the way, like that final headline of like Nixon resigns. Totally. Gerald Ford I completely get in. what they were doing. Signed in. Did it work? He signed in as president. <laughs> Hi. I'm just clocking in. Hey. Here to be president. Anyway, yeah, that's what I would give it. Mm. Sienna, what about you? I would give this film 4.5 Garage Freaks out of 5. Yes. I feel the same. Oh my gosh. It was it was a good movie. It was a banger. I enjoyed watching it. One of the few that belongs on this list. <laughs> For real. Yeah. I learned, and I think they did a good job. Yes. I am. Really liked it. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 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 Well, everybody, this has been our review of all the president's men. So many of them. Not all the king's men. No. Different. And m- not thing. all the king's horses. No. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We are Tossed Popcorn. We're all over Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Patreon. Mm-hmm. If you feel like donating to the campaign funds of a couple of women. We could raise maybe $6 million in the course of two days if we wanted to. Yeah, we wanted to get to 1,000 uh, followers, and now we're trying to raise $6, $6 million. million. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank you, everybody, so much for oh, uh, following yeah, hell us. Hell yeah, we did it. We did it, Joe. And join us next week when we will be watching... Modern Times. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. I'm follow- following you. I'm following the gasp, but the gasp was about money that I was not following. Yeah. So I don't really know what I'm following now. I think it's part of the charm. Besides Robert Redford's good butt. Was it very, yeah. I'd follow that thing into battle. (laughs) From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.